I often say that addiction is the result of not knowing how to find safety inside of yourself. So you find it in something else and understandably you get hooked on it because you're desperate for safety. That's all you're guilty of. Any of you looking to learn more about supporting addiction recovery through a trauma-informed and somatic lens and a nutritional lens, please join me for my addiction circle. This is a bi-monthly, entirely free, virtual circle that I invite anyone here to come and join if they want more information. Addiction tends to be so steeped in shame, and I find that doing this work in a community of people helps to destigmatize that shame so you can see how not alone you are in the experience. So whether you are personally withdrawing, preventing, experiencing relapse, or you work with people who are actively addicted or in recovery, all are welcome. The next Addiction Circle will be held on Tuesday, May 7th at 5 p.m. EDT. This meeting is not recorded for the sake of anonymity. No registration is necessary. Just join through the link below. It took 17 months of basically working with this through many different angles, you know, topics we talked about things in my life and my history, but doing somatic work and all this stuff. But the the overall, what I look back and see we were doing is, is helping my body realized that it was safe to even venture out of shutdown mode a little bit and come out and out and expanding that capacity a little bit by little bit until one day there was like a critical mass of safety and an awareness in my body and my nervous system in that unconscious automatic reaction that just got it that I didn't need to go straight to shutdown mode and it was like I it was like ecstatic Welcome to the Holistic Life Navigation Podcast, where we explore life through the lens of somatics. I'm Luis Mujica, a somatic educator who teaches people how to find safety in themselves. Your turn to learn begins now. Welcome, Natalie Ross, the artist formerly known as Earthspeak, to the podcast. I wanted to tell everybody that I th- this whole thing with you is so interesting, the whole full circle of, of knowing you and having you in, in these circles of mine now and with me. Um, because you, uh, you know, people always talk about their big break. I call you my big break. Ah! <laughs> I call you're my big break because, and then I'm going to let you introduce yourself. I just have to say this. Uh, I had no interest in being on social media, you know, for most of my life. And it was maybe two or three months before 2020, I started an account just to kind of like, I'll just, you know, put some stuff up here to help people. And then you, I put up a post about fawning, I think. And then I, you had me on your, your program. I think I reached out to you after hearing you on Carolyn, when Carolyn Elliott speaking, that's what it was. That's what it was. I found Karen Elliott on your show because my wife is a big fan. And then I was like, Natalie sounds really intelligent. I want to speak to her. So I wrote and you had me on and that like felt like it catapulted everything I do because so many people were coming in droves that heard that, that extremely unorthodox you know trauma therapist me talking about these things and so i just want to thank you for that for you know giving me that platform and asking such good questions and and now it's so cool that we get to keep weaving so that was my little ditty why don't you say who you are to this this crowd thank you my scalp is like tingling it feels (laughs) like just receiving that it feels so 
Delicious. Thank you. And mm. yeah. Well, hi, I am a human being here on Earth doing weird human stuff, you know, <laughs> and uh, oh, gosh, I, I think before I even talk about me, I want to talk about our relationship and what that instigated for me, too, because you came into Earthspeak. We we had you on our podcast. We had you collect. We collaborated and you taught a workshop in our community about somatic therapy and it was it was a pivotal moment for my life too because i have been on a trauma healing journey since probably conception mm -hmm. right <laughs> you know and <laughs> trauma trauma begins at conception <laughs> i mean generations back the whoo, yeah. right and learning about somatic therapy and witnessing just the way you worked with the volunteer and the way you spoke about it it just clicked something for me i went and got myself a therapist a somatic experiencing therapist like the next month and i still work with her now years and years later wow. yeah. and i am a different person now and i am even in the end of the second year and into my third year of the somatic experiencing certification to do mm -hmm. this work and help Ooh. others because it is like so you're intermediate level right now. Yes. Yeah, I've completed intermediate, but I haven't started advanced yet. So mm. tell, yeah. tell me when you say it's changed me as a person, like when you yes. think of yourself in 2020 and you think of yourself now from doing this somatic work, like receiving it and now learning it and practicing it and, and holding it for other people, what what's what shifted? What do you feel? <sighs> well, I spent a lot of my life in freeze and shutdown. I mean, mm -hmm. to the point where, you know, I've had constant digestive problems and like when we're in shutdown and I know your listeners are interested in the nervous system and they all have different levels of understanding and awareness. So if you want me to unpack or restate something to make more sense, let me know. But, um, you know, there's the fight, flight, freeze, appease, and then that very extreme shutdown of like, okay, there's, I am not able to fight or flee freezing is okay it's doing something but not really enough like I, I, we're probably gonna die i'm just gonna go into shutdown and mm -hmm. like um my system is like well how do we conserve life energy and either numb the pain or potentially get through this by by just completely collapsing and i literally would faint as a child mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. like i am not exaggerating like i've been in shutdown mode you know yeah <laughs> and oh gosh a series of events and things made just added to that like life was not easy mm -hmm. <laughs> and growing up like coming out of that out of growing up out of high school and going into college i just like spiraled i i spiraled and i was like i don't even know how to be human in this world i don't know how to function or exist everything was so hard i was always exhausted i was depressed i was called lazy i was mm -hmm. called cavalier i was called all these things and just like irresponsible and disrespectful and all these things but i was actually just like so dysfunctional as a human yeah, yeah. that i couldn't engage at a level that the world required me to engage at in order just to survive and take care of myself as a sovereign being let's pause and, there a minute because this yes. is such a beautiful intimate introduction to the collapse response like you're you're teaching yes. so many people about you're giving words and terms understandings for these things behind like 
quote laziness right yes cavalier Ugh. cavalierism i'll call it and mm. you know, lethargy and hopelessness like these things that we feel and identify with when really i'm going to underline what you said when you're introducing it it's this animal instinct that the body goes through to conserve energy that the body's at its edge of capacity and charge and trauma response and it feels like even near death even if you're not experiencing your death, but the body's at this extreme overwhelm, collapse, shutdown is an option. And so I just wanted people to hear that so they know it's something their body is doing. It's not who they are and it's not their choice. So I'm assuming you, you, you've created over these last four years an intimate relationship to that shutdown. Like, what was that like? Yeah, I also want to say it's not a moral failing. It's not a character right. flaw. Like, oh gosh, just, yeah. So working my path took me to intuition i mean being in that space is such a liminal space mm -hmm. and just being in that shutdown mode for so long and freeze i naturally became attuned to the energetic world subtle energy spirit and beyond i mean i have been obsessed with death you know i've i've dwelled in that very liminal space because of this and i think a lot of people who are very intuitive often come to that intuitive sense because of some hyper vigilance or some trauma response that actually attunes them to a different spectrum of mm. things that they can pay attention to in the world and so that's a beautiful way to put that i, I agree i love that <laughs> yeah and and it's not the only way one can be intuitive but having worked with thousands of people who have come through hundreds and thousands of people who have come through uh, their intuitive journeys. I'm like, oh, this is a common thread. Like they are very intuitive because often because they've dwelt in these liminal spaces as, you know, reactions from their body, just trying to protect themselves against perceived threats. Mm. And mm. it's just, yeah. So, so I, I went, you're speaking my language, language now. You're speaking my language, Latterly. My language. You're speaking my language, Latterly. Because the <laughs> You really are, because the way you just said that was so gorgeous. I've said it in other ways, but that's like such a clear, clear, sharp way to put it. Is we've dwelled in that liminal space, in those liminal spaces when you're dealing with especially developmental trauma, yes. that all these interesting medicines and gifts, you know, come come to us in that liminal space once we learn how to integrate it. I just, I just love that because yeah. I've seen trauma as an initiatory. I've experienced mm. it like that myself. So that 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 reads that reads really nicely for me mm, thanks so what mm -hmm. is it like for you now like do you yeah does your body still go into collapse and you relate to it better has the collapse uh, decreased like tell me about that so about 17 months in to my work with my therapist we're doing weekly sessions i had a major shift it was like it was it was like I became myself mm -hmm. on a whole new level mm -hmm. because up until that point, like the thing about being in that shutdown mode is even moving towards mobilization, even moving towards anything that would melt that freeze is in itself a threat that goes mm -hmm. back on a feedback loop to put one right back into shutdown mode and need to self-protect in by like, like the body is like the only method we have is shutting down, freezing, collapsing. And so it took 17 months of basically working with this through many different angles, you know, topics we talked about things in my life and my history, but doing somatic work and all this stuff. But the the overall, what I look back and see we were doing is, is helping 
my body realized that it was safe to even venture out of shutdown mode a little bit and come out and out and expanding that capacity little bit by little bit until one day there was like a critical mass of safety and an awareness in my body and my nervous system in that unconscious automatic reaction that just got it that I didn't need to go straight to shutdown mode and it was like I it was like ecstatic mm. like energy running through me like inspiration motivation courage just capacity to do things I couldn't do before and it was it was like a blossoming it was mm. freaking amazing and it it lasted yeah. like this it was like a high it like lasted for weeks almost two months of just like being like my body was just like oh i feel like this is what it really feels like to be alive and i've never mm. felt it like this that i know that i know that feeling you know when you were describing it, i was feeling really emotional and i was feeling all this mm. love for you because i'm Thanks. thinking about like that blossoming like you said and that the way you just said it like i felt alive it yeah you know when you're living in a functional freeze or a collapse or a fight or flight most of your awake waking life you can't really perceive life because your whole all your cells your body your bones are oriented towards survival so you can't even take in your environments or experiences so i, I know that feeling when this kind of strange cocoon like dissolves around you and you can feel for the first time and it feels good it's not like scary it's like oh, this is pleasurable to be alive yeah. that's yeah that's something that's a really sacred experience when when you've done this work with your body isn't it yes and it's part of what motivates me to help other people because this is this is such a gift of being human it is this is it's this is oh it's just like it's almost brings tears to my eyes just to like know how hard it was to live without that and then yeah. to experience that and it yeah. didn't make all my problems go away i still had tons of problems and challenges <laughs> but like yeah i just could engage with life and actually desire to live yeah. in a whole new level and that's right Oh, God, because I go deeply existential, you know, having spent mm -hmm. a life in shutdown. Absolutely. I would call myself an optimistic nihilist. You yeah. know? Well, like... you've been in the underworld of your body, you know, for <laughs> exactly. most of your life. And that's exactly. kind of emerging. It, it's yeah. interesting because when you were talking about something drastically shifted in you and you're not in that collapse like you used to be, your body doesn't go right to it like you used to be. It yeah. has all these other options. I, I so resonate with that because I used to be have so much anxiety. And I remember I, I, at one point I had an anxiety attack that lasted several months. It was mm. like, I would wake up as if I ran a marathon. I would go to sleep as if I ran a marathon. It was like my B12 levels were depleted. I was so stressed. And I started somatics about 10 years ago, nine, nine, 10 years ago was my kind of my, my early entrance. And, um, it's been eight years and I think. I think I've had like two bouts of anxiety in eight years and they've been a couple hours and I've been mm. able to relate and connect to it and it shifted. Now that would have never, ever happened to me before. So <laughs> this work is, ooh, I'm actually, yes. I'm blessed and privileged. I'm going to have Peter Levine on the show. He's oh, coming up wow. in a couple months because he wrote an incredible new book that is cool. coming out. And um, I'm going to be talking to him about it. But um, I can't wait to yes. thank him because he gave me my body back, you know, this work. Yes. And I'm imagining that for you, too. 
Yes. And I feel that towards you just for being a channel, a vessel of bringing me in contact with somatic experiencing. And like, this is, it is to me a way that we have agency. We reclaim mm-hmm. that agency that we are in a world where we cannot, there's so much we cannot control. Mm-hmm. And there is so much, like, even we can't control that unconscious automatic reaction that our nervous system has towards internal and external stimuli every moment of every waking and sleeping existence. I don't know, every moment of yeah. existence. Yeah. But we can control and engage with and relate with the the way that we support and nurture our nervous systems to notice that they're safe or to more accurately perceive what's a threat and what isn't and to have more access to that fullness of that spectrum not just to try to only be in this like calm centered connected state Mm -hmm. but to be in the fullness of that spectrum without getting stuck or spiraling into the two-month anxiety or the Mm -hmm. you know because i i resonate with that too like i coming out of that there were times where i would get triggered into collapse or freeze but i would come out of it so much faster i had context for what was happening and i had tools and i could navigate through it and then my nervous system became more resilient and more had more capacity for charge and for i i could handle really intense things and instead of it just collapsing i could mobilize i could flee or i could be like wait i'm gonna go into freeze you need to stop or leave and like put in some confrontation bring up fight like i remember getting access to my fight response which i have been a feisty like it's not like i've never had access to this or never had pleasure or never had aliveness but it's like it wasn't something i had easy access to like yeah and and when i say like yeah yeah the ease and it's still something it's still something you know that was that was in early 2021 so it's you know two years later three wait what year is it 24 24 (laughs) three years later (laughs) like i'm still learning and expanding this is gonna be a lifelong expansion i'm still gaining access to my fights and it's it's awesome yeah well every life experience to every situation we go through it informs it Mm -hmm. even more it's like once Mm -hmm. you've grieved a new grief like oh i understand grief a little more you know, yeah. like, so if you move into another house, you lose money, you get sick. Oh, I understand all this a little more. It's like every life event yes. becomes this incredible learning opportunity when you have these tools to self-relate. When you yes. don't have the tools, it's like suffering. It's it's madness. Yes. But once the tools yes. are there, it's like, oh, this is going to be hard, but I, I, I got this. Yes. Um, and, and I, I want to say for those listening, I have you on here to talk about marketing. <laughs> and you would think I have you on here just to talk about a beautiful, deep existential relationship to somatics. That's how we're starting. And I think it's good that we're starting like that because I, I want people to get a sense of your understanding of embodiment, your relationship to the body, your relationship to somatics and trauma, and how that gets fed into this work around teaching people marketing. So mm-hmm. I first want to know what started first, marketing or somatics for you? Oh, marketing i've been into marketing unknowingly my whole life i didn't know i was into marketing if you told me as a teenager that i would be into marketing i'd be like 
can I cuss on here? <laughs> yeah, be, absolutely. Yeah, I'd be like, fuck off, bitch. I'd be like, no. <laughs> There's that I was pretty spicy. Yeah, yeah, I was spicy. It was some things that happened, especially in the end of high school, that really shut me down. So, like, mm. there was some spicy years. I would have been like, no way. That's disgusting. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Someone's like, Louise, you're going to be teaching people about trauma. Like, why do I want to do that? Uh, you're a rock star. Fuck that shit. Right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> boring. Not. Uh, now I'm like, this is the most psychedelic thing I've ever done. This is the most rock and roll fucking shit you could <laughs> ever do. So rock and roll. <laughs> so it's like, I, I want to know what, how, okay, the first question is, how do you experience marketing? Oh, like that. Mm. Oh, everyone listen, everyone listen to that for a minute. That's not how most people, that's not the sound bite most people use to experience marketing. No. How does that, oh. oh, how does that feel in your, I'm going to do that too. Oh. Oh. <laughs> where does you, like, where do you feel that? What's that about? It's just like a relaxing back into the arms of being held by a community, Ooh. by connection, by the universe. It is. Ooh. Everyone And as notes. I say that, yes. Ugh. And I say that, I feel my heart like just kind of like burbling up and like fizzling mm -hmm. and like, mm -hmm. oh, it's just like this is kind of like marketing is not a tactic or a mm. strategy. It is, it is something that we already always do and it's been co-opted by this system that wants us to put it into specific frameworks and strategies and we have to reach specific goals and da, da, da. and i love numbers i love goals i love strategies but they come in service of connection and so you, service, wait, yes. you said marketing is something we always do like yes tell me what that means it's connection it's just connection and like this is what like from that nervous system level of having more connection within oneself, one's own potential within the hardware of their nervous system to have this experience all the way out to being able to be connected to another, whether that's another human, to a tree, a frog, a, a, a molecule of soil, you know, an element, air, spirit, ancestors, like we are always in connection. We're never not in connection. And like the kinkiest part of this planet is that we think that we're disconnected and it feels so real and it sucks. And it's like, this That's is, right. the, you know, it's like that. And that I think is where a lot of people get really like this. It's all about connection. It's all about connection. Hey, my friends, I created a space that is affordable, accessible, and anyone is allowed to join anytime and it's called the Library Membership. The Library Membership is an online private platform that hosts dozens of my webinars, my somatic practices, private mini lectures, and movement practices. There's also a monthly sound healing, and you'll be invited to a weekly Tuesday live mini practice with me and other participants. You'll also be invited to be a live audience member in our monthly HLN Team podcast recordings, where you'll take place in the Q&A that happens off-air after the episode is filmed. For more information on this membership, click on the link below, or go to holisticlifenavigation.com and click on Membership and then Library. You can join right now, and you can cancel or pause your subscription at any time. I look forward to seeing you in there. It's all about connection, yeah. And I, I wonder when you when you feel into in your body when you've tried to market from the place of a tactic, compared yeah. to marketing from just 
I'm just going to connect with this person. What What's the difference? Like, how does your body feel those? How do you see other people's bodies feeling that shift from tactic to connection? I don't know. I like the answer that what I want to say does not. I just want to go with it. Do it. I feel like it's going to get us there. Okay. The there's something is so important about the difference between a tactic and connection and the word repair is coming to mind Mm -hmm. because tactics that we're taught that I've been taught that I've been exposed to and consumed and maybe tried for marketing, Mm -hmm. which with air quotes, (laughs) they're, they're not centered on connection. They're centered on how do we, um, consume, dominate, extract from, gain mm-hmm. from another? How do we take? How do we mm-hmm. get in front of it and take from another? Even But then how do we put a nice shiny package on it that we're actually giving to another? And we should do everything we should possibly do to get how we can help them in front of them and to get them to buy. And like, it's so manipulative and it's so not in service of another's sovereignty or agency mm-hmm. and it is not connection this is not connection that is disconnect this is so rupture I reflect what i'm hearing like any mm-hmm. rupture which i appreciate is mm-hmm. is like i i'm focused on what i get from you so i would yes. i often call this transactional marketing right yeah it's like what am i getting from you so there's that piece the tactic is what am i getting from you what does the connection do so connection is coming from that place of like, what is it that I am offering in service? And not just in service of everyone else, but in service of myself and others. And this is why I appreciate the, the I don't even remember what you called it, but the program I went with you. Embodied practitioner. Embodied practitioner. Because you t- this is all what you talked about. You know, mm-hmm. This is what you guided people towards. But um, in service of what is it that is your contribution? What is, and, and how is this like i i am very intuitive and into the woo just no shame <laughs> so you know i'm a vessel and, and you don't have to be you can be an artist you can be anyone anything mm-hmm. but like as a channel as a vessel as as a piece of i am natalie interconnected with the greater living experience of this co-created universe and something is channeling through me to be offered to others through my life experience through the ways that i show up and engage with people through the ways that i offer my nervous system to others through the way i offer just my presence in a checkout line it is like i you know my being is a contribution and my offering in a business is the way that i've packaged that so that the people who can benefit from it can work with me and experience that specific um, thing in that way. And so, so let's see, let me get, I'm getting very all over. Let me come back to the connection piece because connection versus tactics Mm. is connection leads the way is connection is about noticing what's happening in one's nervous system as we set targets, as we set intentions, as we engage in a method or a Mm -hmm. practice or a tactic or a strategy Mm -hmm. or a framework and letting that be the navigator, the compass, rather than being like, I have to 
put my, I have to answer this question and this question and then do this thing and this thing, and then it'll get this result like a machine. Mm-hmm. Like, agreed. So I, and, and like, I love the, 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 I love the tactics. I love the thing, like numbers. I love all that. But those alone, they do not embody that connection piece. Without that, mm-hmm. we're just kind of going through the motions. We're not actually yeah. living, engaging. When you're saying about feelings in the nervous system, how it's experiencing it, it's kind of like we were working on in the practitioner group I led around how does my body experience the email? How does my, even how you just did when you were like going really exciting, you stopped and pulled yourself back in, you're noticing like, how's my body experiencing what I'm saying right now? And Mm -hmm. I think that when we think about transactional marketing, we're so focused on the goal, like on where it's supposed to bring us that we lose the relationship in front of us especially the work that we're i mean i guess the work everyone's in because if you market you're marketing to humans like you're not marketing exactly so it's Mm -hmm. like there's human beings you're marketing to so it's all based on them buying something showing up to your event whatever it is but there's a relationship there there's a relationship potential i should say yes and if it's transactional you're going to bypass the relationship potential but if it's connecting you're you're kind of I don't know if centering is the right word, but there's such a, for me at least when I'm doing it in this connecting way, there's such an embodiment around what's the relationship here? What's the intention behind my words? What's the feedback I'm receiving? It's kind of this like constant back and forth with my audience. Yes, exactly. how you experience it too? Yes. You have to actually engage with other people. Yeah. And like yeah. have have a relationship on some level. You don't have to have a deep relationship with every single customer mm-hmm. or client. But it's like you're in this, you know, you have to actually engage and connect with others. And it's not just here's what I'm going to put out there or here's what they want from me. It's like we're in a mm-hmm. blended you know, we're blending our different wants and needs and desires and offerings to find that nice sweet spot of like, mm-hmm. I can offer you this and you're looking for this and this, we can make this exchange and have these agreements and we are both regulated around this and this is great. And we're going to, you know, this is the adventure we're going to take right now. And well, it's, tell you, it's so, it, so different. It, it really is. And part of the difference there is the audience builds more trust with you, you oh, know, yeah. because I've been doing that kind of more connected marketing these last, I would say, three or four years. And my newsletter, the trust I can tell that we have is so gorgeous. Like when I offer something, it's just such a deep, simple offering without any promises. So the people that sign up, they, they're really, it's, it's almost like, it's almost like I'm giving them something they've asked for. So mm-hmm. I don't even have to sell it. That makes sense. Exactly. And I, right. And so I'm, I'm wanting to know how much is listening how much is you know receiving and considering and kind of even the humility of being told that something didn't land well or they want more of this? How much of that is part of this connected, r- reparative kind of marketing place? Yeah. Um, tons, tons of it. Because I'm seeing, I'm very visual. And so I'm seeing like kind of mainstream marketing is like, linear like i'm gonna put this out there and then you're gonna give this back it's this transaction thing or but in this connection piece with through connection we have to go on the adventure of the relationship Mm -hmm. we have to go and face those unknowns Mm -hmm. when we put ourselves out there we don't know if people are gonna judge us accept us put us on a pedestal and worship us like there's so many potentials of things and they're some of them are exciting some of them are scary and 
we have to engage with that, not only with the other. Like if I put myself out there and someone says to me, I hated that, Natalie. It doesn't mean like I just have to change myself so that they like me. Mm. We have to navigate this in relationship and say, well, you know, how do I want to show up and and address that? What, you know, I would like to know, like, what is it that what came up for them? What is it that they hated about it that I would consider? Well, are they the person that I'm actually trying to work with and reach? And like, how do I mm-hmm. how can I make repair in this moment? Like, who's actually like, what is the responsibility of whom here because there's so when you get into it at this level you get into the relationship trauma that so many people are carrying where you know we have been taught that uh, other people are in control of our experience and there are real places and times and ways that we influence and are in control of and responsible for others experiences on certain levels right but but if I'm here as a business owner and I'm saying, here's my offer, here's my perspective, and I put it out there and someone's going to come back to me and say, this is wrong. This is absolutely wrong. And I'd be like, well, I could either say, like, let's talk about it. Or I could say, well, I disagree with you. Like, I can respond however I want. I can respond with fight. I so I have a question about flame. that. How, yeah. do you, how do you help people navigate that piece of, okay, I have an audience. I'm afraid to say this thing because they won't like it and I'll lose people. How do you help people find safety in losing some followers, clients, customers, whatever it is, because let's say as a result of maintaining their integrity, like if someone says, uh, you better not say that word or you better apologize for this or I don't like that or I'm not not following you or I'm not going to take this. And you just say, "Mm, I get it. Yeah, you're you're allowed to leave. It's okay. This is what I believe. Mm -hmm. I see right now one of the most, you know, tense topics are just being afraid to be canceled, like saying the wrong thing. So mm-hmm. how do you navigate people? Or not saying, saying the right thing or not saying anything at all. Or not saying the right or... thing or not saying anything at all, like mm-hmm. whatever it mm-hmm. is. Th- there's mm-hmm. always going to be someone in your audience that demands something of you. Mm-hmm. How do you help people not fawn, you know, out of fear of losing audience? <laughs> well, for one, marketing doesn't just look at your business. It looks at your life. Like if you really want to market from a place of connection, then we're going to look at who do you feel connected to and supported by in your life Mm -hmm. and nurturing that nurturing the community the your the the friendships the family the people that are Mm -hmm. your closest circles and having those connections be healthy and supportive that makes the risk of being canceled or being not liked or judged by someone else matter so much less because i love that yeah yeah without having that that actually being connected and engaged with the people in your life because you're Mm -hmm. living your life you're not just working you know living to work you know we're Mm -hmm. working and living and you gotta have some and the word that comes to mind is like some sort of secure connection Mm -hmm. that it, it really helps you know that no matter what you are still going to be okay tending to that and that helps expand that capacity to take the risk of putting oneself out there of not being liked of saying the wrong thing or not saying the thing or whatever all kinds of risks that's really really good stuff like like securing yourself in where you actually have supportive deep relationships yes Uh, because that one person or those 10 people or the five percent of people that don't like you because what you say or do 
they're not supporting you already, most likely. No, right? they're not it's... your, yeah, if you're relying on them to be your, like, human-to-human -human connection that feeds you on a nervous system level in your everyday life, then you're going to be really disappointed. Yeah, I, you know, I can attest to this, because I remember last year, I wrote a post online about male privilege and got a lot of anger thrown at me, like, volatile rage. And it was interesting that people that were trying to cancel me or were saying really shameful things, none of them had ever spent any time in my spaces. And the yeah. people that were, let's say, in the membership that pay every month and they put the time in and, like, we have a real relationship, they were really curious. They were like, well, I know you're no character i've come to trust your integrity i'm curious what this means for you even the ones that were triggered and we had this gorgeous you know session and membership about it we moved through so many things and learned so many things but it was such a difference in the people who actually are supportive and i have a relational connection to including my personal intimate relationships and then this greater world where there's no relational support it was like bye girl <laughs> you can go mm -hmm. see you later mm -hmm. whereas everyone else was actually there for the long run so i think right. what you're saying about really feeling into and anchoring into where the support actually lives mm -hmm. uh, it gives you that security then to handle being disliked doesn't it exactly and what comes to mind is marriage i mean i'm married almost 10 years now and with my partner for 13 years and just having that comes back to repair mm -hmm. like we're going to have turbulence we're going to have conflict but what makes it different than like why it doesn't fall apart is because we're able to repair mm -hmm. we are committed and care enough and have a support team of community coaches therapists people who can help us help ourselves and help each other and not just feel like not just believe the trauma response that comes up that oh my god it's terrible i'm gonna die and everything's gonna fall apart i'm never gonna get anything done i'm never yeah. gonna make it like i'm this is awful i'm terrible da, 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 da. like no it's like we have nurtured this web of connection within ourselves with each other we have specific um people that we do pay to help support us individually and together. And then we have our friends and family and we have built a lifestyle of connection that that really honors the possibility of repair because mm -hmm. this is what is missing. In we have such a disposable culture all the way from the physical things we use to the way that if someone doesn't have the same political view mm -hmm. as you, you're like, I can't be friends with that person anymore. Mm -hmm. like. What if we could just repair and find connection and navigate the differences? And that doesn't mean we have to all agree or all buy each other's things or all be friends. We cannot be friends. We cannot talk to people. We cannot buy things. But we need to, in my opinion, I'm like, this piece about repair, this is where it's coming in. It's like, that is the difference between just this like single line of mm -hmm. consume, extract, and waste. Mm -hmm. it, repair is what turns Absolutely. that into that ever regenerative cycle of growth Absolutely. you know i have a master's degree in soil science because i'm obsessed with compost and my undiagnosed untreated adhd took me down that rabbit hole to the master's <laughs> level which i had you know i immediately did not even work in soil science but from what i learned it's like yes this nature the earth if we look around it has repair it has repair on many different time scales mm -hmm. and in many different ways and we have forgotten that. 
Mm-hmm. And this nervous system work is so like I have repaired my access to ventral vagal to that safety and security. And I can now be activated or triggered and come back to safety instead of sliding into shutdown and collapse or going into anxiety. I can come back to safety. This is repair. This is coming mm-hmm. back and it's not static. And so like this, is, it's like, it really is. I love that your holistic life navigation, because this is, it's a very holistic picture instead of looking at it from like just this yeah. one little thing that this one thing has to happen and my whole life and survival hinges on this. And if I don't do this, it's like, no, we need to, cultivate these rich connected lives so and it doesn't happen overnight is what you're saying like yes more yes so, so this is my final question because we're actually almost okay. out of time what does based on what you just said what does secure marketing look like and i'm sure it looks mm-hmm. like many things but from what you've seen with clients and with yourself what mm-hmm. does it look like when someone feels safe and secure in their body and from mm-hmm. there they connect or market with their audience what does that what does that mean? What does it look like? Yeah. And like every person's outer approach will look different. Like yeah, someone could be secure and running ads. Someone could be secure and putting up flyers. Like the, the outer motions, it, they're agnostic, I guess is the word. Like mm-hmm. the, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, the, it's the inner. And the, some of the indicators of it would be. There's so many angles I want to go at this from. <laughs> Play with your own, like if even yeah. your own experience marketing from your body. What's yeah. it feel like to be more secure as you market now? Yeah. It feels like I'm calling in my friends, my soul family on some level. And not everyone that I sell to or market to has to be my friend, but I'm so stoked to put myself out there because I know my broadcast is attuned to attract those people that are you know they're we're going to refract each other's colors in certain mm-hmm. ways and play and make songs and music and, and i don't mind you know i'm marketing but like marketing music <laughs> like we're yeah. gonna we're gonna live and engage and it's enlivening and like when my clients have sessions with me they go away feeling like enlivened and like that was like a massage for the soul mm-hmm. and so much of the work is really just noticing what's happening in one's body and actually honoring those reactions what is your capacity now and people are often trying to leap over a chasm when they can really just take a tiny baby step and the baby steps do add up and we've been taught we have to like take this big dramatic thing have this big dramatic plan and i pull people back to what is actually their capacity right now and you'll be surprised how quickly one's capacity can all of a sudden the next baby step is the chasm and it's easy but you can't just leap and so a lot of it looks like breaking through breaking down composting these misconceptions that people have or these beliefs that people have about what they should do or supposed to do or how it has to look or what they have to be like let me let me reflect this back to you yeah just because we have to close you said two important things Mm -hmm. um you said about i feel like i'm calling in friends and we're Mm -hmm. we're reflecting each other's colors Mm -hmm. that's really important to me because that speaks to the i think with the transactional marketing is a tendency to say what you think someone wants to hear Whereas with this more like relational connecting marketing, you're just sharing yourself. And through sharing yourself, some uniqueness of you comes out and it touches a uniqueness in them that that resonates, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where you're saying this family piece. So I think think that part's really beautiful. 
And then the second part you're bringing in is really about titration. It's like, yes. how do I, I see my goal. Let's say there's my goal, what I wish I could do. Okay, what is my actual ability today based on capacity, like you said? And if I want to send out one newsletter a week, but my capacity today is just to sit and dream about the newsletter and not even write it, I yes. start there and then it leads exactly. me to that. I, I mm -hmm. love that because, again, transactional marketing bypasses the body and capacity because looking at the goal, right? But mm -hmm. this more somatic relational piece is saying, where am I now? What's my ability now? Yes. For those people listening, how can they get in touch with you? Yes. I, there's one other piece I want to say about them, if I can, just real quick. If you could do it in a but, minute. Yeah, okay. Because even when we get into the space of, I want to send a newsletter, but all I have the capacity for now is thinking about the newsletter. When we come from that angle, what I've seen with myself and with my clients is it's this is where we are tapping into the the concert and co-creation beyond just ourselves and that linear mechanical, this does that. Like I like the numbers, I track the numbers, I do these things, conversions. I understand these things, I, I like to know them. But also when I've noticed when me and my clients go into what we actually have capacity for, then things that we, those synchronicities show up. The things that, oh, I'm sitting thinking about my newsletter and that's all I have capacity for. And then a friend calls and is like, you know, I would really love to hear you talk about blah, blah, blah. And you're like, you know what? I was just thinking about that. And then you get a little mm -hmm. boost. Like that's things right. like, like that's where the co-conspiracy of the universe comes together and is like, let's fucking help you. Yes. <laughs> or, yes. or the things that, you need to face in your nervous system the activation waves that have not completed they will show up to be completed and it's not that you've done the wrong thing it's that oh i've done what's my capacity and now the wave is going to respond with what i have capacity to process and that's going to expand so it's like we're in conversation with the co-creative yeah. force of the universe but we're also being very tangible and tactical and you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a both and. It's so, a yeah. both end. And it's even that speaks to the relational piece. Like it's beyond yes. you, like you're doing exactly. it and other things come in that are beyond your awareness or logic. They're going to help propel this whole piece. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So how exactly. do people find you? Yeah, you can get in touch with me at natalie.net. And this year I'm experimenting with doing marketing mapping strategy sessions. Uh, helping people will come together and at the beginning of each month, we'll look at like, what is it that you want to do with your marketing? How are you going to reach new people? Are you going to nurture your people? What are you going to promote? What are you going to say? What are you going to talk about? And we're going to just map it out in that, you know, guided by that somatic experience, mm -hmm. guided by your body. But we're going to put it out at, at your pace, at your capacity. What does your marketing map look like for this month? And I also love moon cycles. So if you want to do it by the moon cycle, you know, we're going to acknowledge like what's uh, what's happening in your life? What's, what are your cycles? And really make that nice map that you can return to as a touch point, but is flexible enough for life to, to um, as life unfolds, that you can pivot. Mm -hmm. It sounds excellent. Then you get to yeah. visualize the somatic. Mm -hmm. Like You might not be able to know your own cycles. Once you map it out and you put it somewhere, you get to see mm -hmm. them. That's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not and like... one of my gifts is helping people know what to talk about. They're like, why am I talking about? I'm like, <laughs> you are going to know what to talk about after we leave. Especially with yeah. you. Like, yeah. I think p what people maybe get from this is you are like a bubbly, excited human being that's <laughs> very, very easy to talk to. And it, it's like when you're working with that, when for me, if I'm working with someone around marketing, I want that energy. I want someone that makes it's it fun. exciting. Yeah, yes. it brings fun to it me. It's fun. so heavy and logical yes. usually. 
So I think you're, you're the excellent candidate for that bridge, you know, from like logic to relation. It's so, the, um, we the have little to close mycelial mushrooms. With, and with we're that, we're closing thank the you. mycelial mushroom right now. Mm-hmm. And we're going to let this, um, I appreciate what's the you, word? Luis. Thanks, yes. love. The spores. Yes. We're going to let spores. the spores. The we'll spores will go out to the mines. world when they're ready. <laughs> we're going to mm-hmm. go inoculate some mines. That's what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. Okay, love. Thank give you a so big much. hug. And mm, thank you hugs. so much. I'll see you mm-hmm. somewhere, I'm sure. I'm sure. Take care. <laughs> Bye. That's the end of today's episode. Now let's take a moment to notice where we feel the episode in our bodies. Close your eyes. Take a breath. And let whatever wants to come up, come up. And remember, those sensations hold the wisdom that we're looking for. If you want to go deeper, visit holisticlifenavigation.com. Hello, everybody. It is the time of year to begin registering for one or two of my slow groups that begin in July. My slow groups are these special groups where I focus on one topic and we deeply unpack it over the course of six months. So these are highly nuanced, deep dive, advanced groups. These are excellent for those of you who have taken my six week course or who just want to focus on one particular topic through a somatic and trauma informed lens. The two that are opening up in July or will begin in July are my embodied parenting group and my embodied nutrition group. The embodied parenting group is just like it sounds, learning how to parent from your body, learning how to ground yourself in your parenting so you're not parenting from a reactive triggered place, but from a much more conscious place so you can actually find joy in your parenting instead of it being a total hellscape like some of you have told me it is and I've experienced it myself. The other group is an embodied nutrition group. This has been requested for years. For the past four years after students complete my course, they say, can you please do a course on nutrition and make it longer than six weeks? So finally I can say, yes you can, and I can, and I did. It is a six month unpacking of the intersection between trauma, nutrition, and somatics. How do we recover from stress and trauma via food? How do we relate to food as a being and not just some object on the plate? What's the biochemistry of food? Why is it not the best for my blood sugar to have toast, but lentils are just fine if they're both carbohydrates? All of this and more will be unpacked in this six-month group. To register for these groups, please go to my website, holisticlifenavigation.com, and click Groups or you can click the link in the episode details below. Registration closes on June 1st. It is only open through May because we need the month of June to prepare everybody for July. I'm looking forward to this deep dive with you all. I'll see you there.